This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles, and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. Monday's edition of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Craig Anderson and I'm joined by Graham Phyllis. Hello, how are we doing? It's just the two of us uh, today, we're, we're going to have a bit of a bumper show for you. We're going to talk through the, the nonsense, the absolute mental craziness that was the weekend's Premiership action in the final weekend of the season. We might touch on or at least mention some of the other playoff games just, just in passing. And then we're also going to do the final top 12 list of the season the strikers it feels like Graham and I have done yeah. <laughs> every single one yeah, of them I mean it's, if you feel if you feel you want to argue with top 12s then you're really just arguing with Craig yeah, at this point it's Craig and Graham's top 12 um, and yeah we'll do the strikers for that later we are not recording a Patreon today but that's going to get done at some point later in the week and that will come out so for those of you who are paying text Fowler the $2 um, you, you'll get that when it comes along if you're not then please do go to patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast and give us some money. I'm not going to make any promises about what you get for that, unlike the last time when I got it wrong. Um, so apologies uh, for that. But we'll, we'll just crack on and we will talk about not just the game of the weekend, probably not just the game of the season, but probably the game of the decade so far in the Scottish Premiership. Rangers were going for 5-5 at Hibernian. It was... Absolute nonsense from start to finish, um, and very much a case of I was I, I was I was at another game on 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 Sunday and was running around doing various bits and pieces, and 
after 20 minutes nothing was really happening and then you just heard to hear this sort of ripple around the crowd like what's going on like something's happening somewhere but I've no idea what's happening it's not going to be at Kilmarnock because nobody cares no, there's nothing it doesn't matter what happens at Kilmarnock um, so something is happening and then to find out that at that point Hibs were 3 nothing up with 20 minutes gone was a case of so just I'm just sort of doing the, the math in my head at the time. How, like, how many do they need? They need six, is right, isn't it? And they're three up in twenty minutes, and the, it sounds like Rangers have absolutely chucked it. Apparently not. Well, it was um, it was one of those where probably that fact that Hibs did need six probably played into what it was. I think in a normal day, if they'd gone three nothing up in a game like that. They wouldn't have shot up shop necessarily, but they no. wouldn't have con- continued to essentially no. <laughs> go all, all out for it. Um, like there were just some. There was they, some real exuberance from from Hibs, not for the first yes, time, um, both on and off the park. Indeed, indeed. Um, I don't know. I don't really know where to start with this, but I think I think to just say, make the overall point that it was kind of a microcosm of both clubs. Hibs managed to yep. be bold and brash and go out in big lead but they managed to hips it as well Rangers were appalling defensively yeah. like, there's not I mean Hibs scored five goals and you want to give Hibs credit for that because they scored five goals and anybody that manages to fire five goals in a game against deserves anyone credit. against anybody at, 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 at a senior level um, uh, is, uh, is something to be commended but at the same time just about every one of the goals conceded in this game was absolutely, te- absolutely terrible. Um, I, I think special. I can't. I can't decide who the most special, special mentions goes to. But I, I think. It oh was, no! I, th- I, I think. think it's I think. Russell, I think the first goal. Russell, well, yeah. So David Bates. Uh, I think proving me right at least, and not in putting him in the top twelve centre back <laughs> list. David Bates um, will be going off to the German second division with Indeed. Hamburg. Um, if, if Hamburg stop burning, yes. <laughs> um, and he will. Um, not be playing in front of the big countdown clock, um, but he is uh, that. That was some nonsense defending. Yeah, but it's it's so stupid. It's like see if you're pulling someone who's six yards out, who's about to head of the ball in, you can kind of understand it and yeah. uh, maybe get sent off and all that. But you're like at least trying to prevent something. Yeah. Talking someone who's literally just one step inside the penalty box for no good reason, right in front of the referee is. Amongst it's, the most stupid yeah. things you can do as a centre half. Yeah, and that, that, to, to me, that really sort of set the tone for the game in terms of stupid things are going to happen here. And and, and then, uh, as it turns out, I was exactly on the money. Oh, that, that, was, that was an incredible penalty. Yeah. Um, the, the, that's, that's kind of confidence. It was McLaren that took it, right? Um, uh, Camberry. 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 McLaren missed the one against um, Aberdeen yeah. last weekend, which essentially done Hibs in for. Yeah. for um, we're going for second um, yeah so after that uh, Hibs got a second goal which was some more diabolical defending uh, the ball came to the back post it was, uh, Slivka was able to head it yeah. across completely unmarked yeah. and, uh, and and slid um, this is where I'm, I'm going on because I wasn't watching Scott the game Allen. Scott Allen um, this is going to be some, some very poor work going on because I was at uh, <laughs> Rugby Park at the hospitality all day yesterday and didn't um, I watched the highlights, but I, I didn't kind of grasp the game the way others did. Yeah. But um, yeah, some some quite woeful defender again, and, and Russell Martin was at the centre of that one yep. as he was for the third goal, mm-hmm. where um, where Slivka managed to get one. That was uh, McCl- so Stevenson gave it to McLaren, who got the third one. And I'm, I'm that, talking rubbish here. I, I have no idea who scored any goals at that at that point as well. You look at it, you're th- three goals up, twenty two minutes, and as I say, 
as a Rangers fan at that point, you must have been absolutely, you must have been absolutely trembling. You're in a position where, kind of regardless of what happens, you're going to get, you're going to go to Europe, and it, you can write off the season. You kind of presume that Aberdeen aren't going to win at Celtic, so just get out of there. Yeah. Don't, don't just don't fall to pieces altogether. Um, however, thankfully, Hibs decided after that that they just decided that well, we'll just go, we'll just fully go for it. Yeah. Um, and I think had they taken even just another five ten minutes out of the game yeah. and just settled, then they could start think, trying to. I think that even if even if they did think we can win this game six 0 like they gave they, the impression they, they, that they, they thought they, they could win the game. They, they thought they wanted to win it six 0 by half time. Yeah, not, so not. If, if we're six up by half time, then that's absolutely <laughs> fine, and we'll, we, we can see out the second half. Doesn't seem like a great idea. Doesn't seem mm. like a great way to do it. But as it turns out, absolutely worthwhile doing. Um, but we had James Tavernier yeah. picking up the ball and running from just the entire length of the yeah. park, essentially unchallenged. Yeah. Um, as the Hibs players watched them run past them, which I mean, it's not like it's not it's not it's not like a, it's Lee Hodson that's been doing that. Like no. if he'd done that, then you'd have been somewhat surprised. Just, keep, but, just let him run. Let, yeah. let him run all the way. They take out for a goal <laughs> kick, um, which was then. Followed up just a, a few minutes later by um, a goal from a man who I'd genuinely forgotten was a Rangers player um, uh, in Jordan Rossiter. Um, yeah, it, it, well, I mean, I think this was his first um, his first start or his first appearance of the season, even. Yeah. And um, obviously, that's then turned into this talk that obviously because he, he was former Liverpool, that Gerard is somehow going to make him the the fulcrum. He's going to be Gerard. Um, yeah. yeah, he's going to be their their man, but. Um, well, the, the reason he was back in for for a fairly big game for for Rangers, um, I'm not entirely sure of. Maybe just the shortage of players, yep. but he got a goal, which was um, which was nice. And then he, he um, I think it was after that one he, he got essentially melted in half by Scott Allen, <laughs> yes. uh, which was genuinely one of the worst tackles I've seen all season. Yeah, it was an absolute shocker. And it's again, you look at kind of you, you're, I don't know, I, I, like you say, it's one of the worst ones you've seen this season. I mean, you're looking at terms of. You're looking for consistency. That's not even just looking for consistency. That's just a really poor decision. It's just looking for competence. Yeah. And uh, it's bombard- uh, compounded by Andrew Dallas there, who I think is well known as not the best referee out there. And Andrew Davies had a big go at him through the week for being arrogant. Um, yeah. And I think I think he, he denied County a big decision in the previous game. And... You could see it not. I mean, referees get mis- make mistakes. It happens, even yeah. even big mistakes. I mean, he was looking straight at it. I have no idea how he made yeah. the mistake. And again, when you look at the when you go back to the penalty decision as well, to me that's a really good call from the referee yeah. because it's it's. I, I realise it's right in front of him, but it's nothing to do with the ball. Yeah. It's nowhere near it, and it is a clear penalty. He's pulled them down. He's dragged them down. So it is you think oh, you made a good decision there, and then you look at the Allen one, which at Full speed looks worse. At slow speed doesn't look any better. Yeah, and at any angle doesn't look as if he's. No, I just I'm just struggling to see where where they thought or yeah that's just a yellow card yeah. like and and they pro and the bigger problem with him is as the referees make mistakes but his attitude is atrocious. He he think I I don't know if arrogance is the right word but he just doesn't have any time for um, players. He, he kind of adopts this big aggressive pose. When players go up to him, and it's like there's nothing. Um, I was talking to, funnily enough, at a work event, talking to John Underhill, former referee, oh. um, and um, just chatting away to him. And he was talking about you know the way he managed the games, and um, I obviously did a bit of refereeing myself, so I kind of had a bit of experience. We had a nice chat about it, and he was talking about how you know getting on side of the players, having a chat with them, kind of yeah. being human 
In and Andrew Daly does none of that. Yeah, you see, you see that a lot from like again all the sort of the big referees and all the referees you remember for being guys that are the, they're the guys that go all the big games. They're the guys that you see guys like like Kalina and things along those lines. They're who they are because they have personality yeah. as well, and it's not. It's not an overbearing presence on the game, but you know that he's there, yeah. and you know that there is something happening. You're you're aware of what to expect from him, but yeah, decisions like that, it's just mental. Yeah. He's, he's he's dived in off the ground, two feet, wrapped him around a player, yeah, got nothing. Yeah, yeah. really, really dreadfully pulled. And, and I think I do think, um, and I'm not I'm not for one going to sit here and say Rangers are being hard done by by refereeing decisions, but I think decisions like this. Other ones people very quickly and very easily forget and the big um the big steel thing, see when your Celtic fans are coming out and crying conspiracy theories about yeah. Dallas and all that. Rangers have had as well some pretty big ones against them. They got a they got a penalty two penalties in the last two games against Aberdeen and Hibbs, both of which were, were probably correct decisions, but both of which could very easily not have been yeah. given. They're not the sort of ordinary, easy penalty yeah. to give. They had a player uh should have, it's a player against him should have been sent off, which might have changed the, yeah. the game. I mean, at, at, at that point, I mean, you, you go from, as, as we say, Rangers are still losing at that point. Yeah. It's 3 2. Alves has just come on to the game as well, which, again, is it the whole sort of Jimmy Nickel dynamic to yeah, Rangers yeah. is very odd as well, because at that point, you're 3 2 up. Thanks. You would kind of presume that you go, well, we'll give it another 10 minutes. But no, he, he, he snaps straight into it and brings Alves on in order to. Change the system and yeah. all that. Change the way the Rangers are set up and all that. This is all a very. None of this makes any sense to me but, anymore. But Jim, Jimmy Nicol as a manager doesn't make sense. It's no, it's a guy who kept counting beef up for those years, but also lost ten 0 to Rangers. Yeah, heart sorry. Um, and and you can almost see maybe maybe if you team plays like that, that's why they lost ten 0 that day. It's quite possible, um, yes. But again, as you say, Alves came on and then immediately almost well right. to sort of ten minutes later, absolutely thumped in a free kick. Yeah, it was an incredible free kick, and it was. Um, it was like not what you expect from a big guy like that because there was a bit of finesse to it. Well, it's, it sort of bookends his season at Rangers as well because he did very similar against them Firmland in the in the early stages of the Betfred Cup as well and that was one of his first appearances with Rangers and you would presume he's not going to be there next year. No. I, mean, I can't imagine. You, you would imagine he'll be... Especially if they're talking about bringing Skirtle in. That's kind of a direct... Replacement to the Senderos to the he's a kind of Senderos Alves. Can we know both of them? Have, have a Skirtle Alves centre half partnership, just yeah. taking bodies. Um, yeah, and again Alves, as I say, it's a it's a weird wee bookend in, yeah. in, in his in his Rangers career, which is, I mean, the actual book itself is fucking shite. Yeah, but the bookends of yeah, two well, nice very moments, ornate, very yeah. well crafted. Yeah, um, but the bits in the middle are utter pish. Yeah, so that, that took it to three each at half time. Um, and come out after in the second half and, and Hibs if they were open when they were chasing it if they were open <laughs> that that fourth goal is nuts yeah literally two Rangers will have lined up on the in the box yeah. on the left hand side um, I'm presuming Whitaker I don't know just stayed in for his cup of tea at half time or whatever <laughs> it was but ju- just so much space um, for, for um, I'm not even going to attempt I think it was Holt that scored yeah, that goal it was indeed I'm, I'm completely it is um, indeed Holt um, I got one right, um, and yeah, that was um, it was just far too easy, um, and and at that point, because so as, as you were talking about, we were also sitting at um, at Rugby Park, and the game was okay. We'll talk a, a wee bit, yeah. not much about it later, but we we're kind of getting the, the four <laughs> updates now. Like, four what, three. What's what, going I, on? what I really enjoy is that so the the Celtic game was on Sky, mm. 
their viewing figures must have just been plummeting all day. Like it doesn't matter. Like, I wonder. You, I wonder if they actually. You know, they don't often give updates from the other game. I wonder if they were like, no, we'll, we'll keep this. We'll just one keep this. Wrap, no, so nobody mentioned still anything. Each lads. Yeah, I, the, it must be just like a perfect cross of a graph <laughs> in terms of viewing figures of people tuning out of B or tuning out of Sky and tuning into BT. Um, yeah, it must have been absolutely wonderful. <laughs> and then, uh, and then they, they take it one step further. So you think four three, and I'm kind of thinking with this Rangers team, they probably will concede. Like, but then when they go five three up, you're like, well, fair yeah. play to them. And it kind of at that point, I was thinking it's similar to them. Remember Mark Warburton's very first game in charge? It was a Challenge Cup game, and they went to Easter Road. Yes. Um, and they went, they went down quite early on, and then they come back and they finished six two. Yeah, absolutely blew them uh, away. And they just absolutely yeah. tore them, and that was uh, that was kind of when Tavernier announced himself. Why call these guys yeah, who, yeah. who went on to do well in that season? And when they start doing that, you're like, well, well fair play to them. And I, and I do think I've been very critical of Rangers because they're shite, but um, <laughs> their character, I don't think not not in terms of character, like like um, within. The season, like there have been games like that yeah, Celtic one, yeah. just been shit, and they've yeah. not given that a toss in terms of that. But their character within some of the games that have been quite um, topsy turvy. Yeah. I think the one against Hamilton, even which they also they, they, they yeah, won five was, three, right? Yeah. And it was going all yeah. over the place, and they've just kept going. And and in terms of being entertaining, they've they've been right up there. Um, and, and yeah, they they get that going. It's obviously a, a big stroke of fortune with uh, with one death yeah. deflecting one in, but. As well as that, I mean, the event which probably changed the game as well, once again, was uh, Rangers bringing on Lee Hodgson, um, which was... So, uh, to, I read a stat today that they've conceded a goal every 30 minutes that Lee Hodgson's been on the park. I haven't checked that, but it sounds about right. It came from a good, so it came yeah. from a solid source, um, um, so I'm happy to believe that, and given that he came on at 68 minutes... And then conceded two in the last in the last sort of twenty two minutes of the game. Yeah, then um, and then the other turning point was obviously the um, the red card for Jason Holt, which was an an absolutely ridiculous thing to do. <laughs> if you're if you're a midfielder, and sometimes you will take a booking. Um, yeah, you might even take a second jello yeah. for someone who's maybe going to nearly score a goal. Pulling someone shot. On the touchline inside yeah. their half, yeah, and absolutely nothing. It's it's like it's like getting a booking for descent. Yeah, like we doing. That's if you're gonna if you're gonna get yourself booked, do it for stopping an attack or hurting somebody. Yeah, or time wasting at the end of a game. Yeah, and, and where you can like I always think if you're winning in a big game and your goalkeeper doesn't get a yellow card before <laughs> the game, he's essentially failed in his duty as a goalkeeper. Um, but yeah, so it was it was ridiculous, and, and it is. I think he obviously scored. I think he had a decent game, but um, his it, it kind of sums him up. He's just not up to. He's not up to the. Not only I don't think he, is he not up to the level that Rangers want to be at. I don't think he's up to playing top six football in the Premiership. I don't think he's. Um, I don't. I think he's a nice player. Yeah. But I I wouldn't personally take him in the Kelly midfield right now. Fair enough. Um, and then obviously, as you say, McLaren uh, made it made it. Four five, and then with seconds left, um, McLaren made it five five. Yeah. Uh, got on the end of a, a cross from Brandon Barker, who again, I think Barker getting injured is one of my one of my big disappointments yeah, yeah. in the season. I really do hope Hibbs managed to sign him up again because every time I've seen him, I've really enjoyed watching him. Um, but come, him coming on and again, the Barker coming in that game, you can see him just looking at it going. This is fine. So there's, there's acres of space. Nobody can defend and nobody can tackle. So what I'm just going to do is I'm just going to run for the byline, turn right, 
score, turn 90 degrees and just drive straight into the ball, straight into the box and uh, McLaren just sticking a toe out again. Yeah, and they went and enjoyed it. Very much looked like Neil Lennon enjoyed himself. It was good because it seems like he's had a hard week and he's he's not he's not turned up to training yeah. for whatever reason. Um, so it was good to see that he was uh, once again a happy man. It, it, it had the look of a, um, a slightly unhinged man. I, I, I don't know that I don't want to be using the wrong terminology here, but it, it, it didn't look entirely like he was uh, in control of his own actions when he what, was doing that. What I enjoyed was that he went running towards the Rangers support, and then I think. I, I, when you're saying he, he, he totally lost it, I think he was well aware of what he was doing because it went in and he went running towards the range of support and as he was doing it, I reckon he went, this is bad, I need to row this back a bit, how can I look less inflammatory? I'll be an aeroplane! <laughs> <laughs> and started charging around the pitch. Um, it was... Um... I, I, I don't think I've ever, we were talking about Dick, talking about Dick Campbell coming on the park. I don't. I really, you really see a manager having getting quite so far on the pitch. I mean, he was just channeling his inner Jim Leishman. Um, it was an absolutely perfect moment, and as well as that, I, I, I loved. I'd love to have been uh, been the match delegate, just sitting in the stand, just be like, right, just get a pen out, <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> click, click, notepad, Neil Lennon. I don't even know what to write here. Yeah. Just like Neil Lennon aeroplane celebration probably will have to action in morning. Yeah, cool. Yeah, no worries. Um, so, so yeah, that wrapped up the game at, um, at five five. Um, so it's only eleventh time there's been a yeah. five five or a six six draw in the top flight. Um, so fairly uncommon, as you'd yes. expect. You don't see, although funnily enough, yesterday in football, as it happened, Spurs yeah. beat Leicester five four, ten pot league, and yeah. Barcelona got beat five four by Levante. Came back from five one down, but yeah. couldn't quite uh, nab the equaliser. Um, and it's funny how this happens in football, and especially in the season. I think it just brings out the the crazy side and people win games and things. Um, but it's, it's something that happens all the time and uh, all the time and uh, the last the, the last sort of two fixture rounds in Italian football are always great fun. Well that's because the boys are trying to... As, as, as piles of biscotti are, uh, are, uh, are, are exchanging hands across Italy. Who needs um, to be top scorer this week? Oh yeah, there's a hat-trick <laughs> Funny that, isn't it? Very um, good, very entertaining. But no, so so that left the uh, Rangers in third place and Hibs in fourth. Yep. Um for both teams, a, a, for Hibs definitely a good season, but a disappointing one for Rangers. More disappointment than good. Although at least they did cling on to yeah, third and think, get into Europe again. I think the result yesterday is actually really important for Hibs on the basis that Hibs have a, a, have had an exceptional season. Yeah. Um, it's their highest ever points total yeah. in, the, in a twelve-team league. Um, they've been brilliant to watch. It's been great fun. Um, they've had to change their team. They've played in various different ways. Um, and had the season ended on a defeat to Hearts and a defeat to Rangers yeah. and not beating Aberdeen, then you maybe look at it and you look back at it as being a disappointment. Well, it shouldn't be. I mean, I knew no, absolutely, absolutely it shouldn't be. And they finished fourth and they finished fourth in, in some style and they also they ran it all the way. They, they, yeah, oh, they, they great, quite literally ran it all yeah, the way. There's, like. not, there's not a great deal between those three teams. No. Um, probably not a great deal between between Kelly behind them had they started yeah. at the same time as well. Um Anything else on this game? It was just bad. Yeah, all the time in the world. I was so. watching these highlights and I was like, "How how on earth are we going to talk about this?" Um, because <laughs> well, where do you start? Where do you go with it? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think it will be one um, the the six six from years ago. Got yeah, yeah. spoken about quite a lot, and I think it's forgotten that that, that game did actually mean something. Um, Hibs and Motherwell were fighting out for for a place in Europe, and Motherwell ended up, if I remember correctly, pipping Hibs. Um, um, it, or, would, or, or it, all, it almost meant or something. It, 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 it could have meant um, something, and then the way the way the last day worked um, end up not. But, it it but um, in this one again, had a lot riding on it. Had. Probably more nonsense involved with it, which I mean, I think means we will see highlights of this one for years to come. Um, and so, yeah, an absolute belter of a game. Yep. Less of a belter of a game, but with an equally explosive uh, finish, yep. was at Celtic Park, where um, Aberdeen ended a 25-game losing streak. Very conveniently on the day, which made sure they sealed second ahead of Rangers. I thoroughly enjoyed the suggestion that uh, Celtic chucked it. I think I think the scenes at the end showed you they didn't. No, like on in, in the end, it was a Celtic team which was out there to. I think if they'd gone and taken a draw, they'd have been yeah. quite happy with that. It was eleven, well, fourteen in the end. Um, bodies trying really, really hard not to in, get hot. In some senses, they would have been better off just playing the fringe guys that were never going to play in the cup final, or, yeah. or give them a chance to prove themselves yeah. for that. Because you send your full team out and they just. Um, they are going to play at walking pace because they're not going to want to get hurt yeah. and Aberdeen it means you, a lot more for them you can try and G them up as much as you want to but ultimately when you're, if you're a player and you know in a week's time like we've won the title already after this we're getting we're getting the trophy we're getting a lap of honour we're getting a wander about we get all our family here it's a big thing um, some of the players are off to awards dinners and yeah. stuff afterward we're not getting hurt here I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not going to collect an award with my jaw wired shot yeah. or something daft um, on the flip side of that, I thought Aberdeen were absolutely sensational. Well, um, they, thought, oh. they have been hugely impressive after the split. 11 points out of 15 after is, the split, the more, like, more than anyone else. This is like the, the anti-Aberdeen yep. uh, form. Um, um, thoroughly, I mean, I think it, it, it still baffles me, and I, and I never want to talk about other clubs' fans and what they think, because they watch their team more often yeah. than me. It still baffles me that McInnes, that there's some Aberdeen fans want rid of them when you see that that's four years in a row and okay yes they have maybe squandered a couple of chances to be in a title but yep. four years in a row they finished second and before he was he came in they were nowhere yeah um, they, they'd been steadied under Craig Brown after nearly a dis- after disastrous under McGee steadied under Brown and then McInnes the difference from where they are to where they were to where they are and I, I, can, I understand as well a little bit of the gripe because they've not won no anything they're not winning things um, and as well as that, you're missing opportunities more than anything but, else. But this is the, the first time in their um, history they've finished in the top two four years yeah. in a row. Even Ferguson didn't do that. Yeah. And okay, Ferguson won league titles and, and um, not for a second. And, and one European trophy. Yeah, yeah one, one European trophy, that's right. Um, but I'm not for a second saying that. Um, yeah, it's, it's comparable, but it's, 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 different, it's different times and different targets. Yeah. And, but, and the points tallies that he racks up as well, it's like yeah. he's winning so many games. He's not just flat-track bullies. Yeah. It's great. Um, but yeah, it's just I, I, I wanted to talk about Aberdeen in terms of how impressive they are, particularly Mark Reynolds, yeah. who I thought throughout the game... I When I saw the team, I thought Reynolds had been put in maybe as a kind of as a, sort of farewell gesture or something along those lines. Just being like, well, well thanks very much for your... For your for your service, Mark. You've been you've you've been in, as you say, four, three or four really yeah. good Aberdeen teams for us. So going, not a bit of it. I thought he was absolutely sensational. Him, uh, O'Connor, 
Shinny and Ball absolutely controlled the middle of the park between the four of them, and it was it was a different. We've seen different ways of, of teams trying to defeat Celtic, and we've seen uh, Motherwell and Aberdeen and Kilmarnock taking the sort of high uh, in, or Motherwell and Hibs and uh, Kilmarnock taking the sort of high intensity press in the game. Aberdeen weren't quite so much doing that, but what they were doing was just cutting off all the angles yeah. in the middle of the park. So the ball had to keep going wide. Yeah. Um, and Logan and uh, Considine shut down the wide areas as well. They did really, really well. Uh, Mackay Stephen and Stewart were dropping in to offer a little bit of support. But just the angles in the middle of the park, I think Aberdeen have been burnt by Rogic just one too many yeah, yeah, times. Yeah. And he kept trying to play through the middle. And every time he was trying to do so, there was somebody right in front of him so he couldn't drive it. And they just shut off all the passes that he was looking for. Lewis made a couple of really good saves as well, which at just... some point you're going to have to. Um, but uh, the the Aberdeen uh, defence and, and Reynolds and Akwana, I was hugely impressed by them. But I think it's been it's been a long time coming, and I do think um, obviously they've had the bottler thing quite rightly yeah. from the amount of games. But I do think a few of the games against Celtic in the last couple of seasons have been very close, yeah. and then and, and it's been that case that that one de- not not even a decision, but one incident's gone yeah. against them. And they've ended up conceding a goal, and once you go behind against it, very few teams yeah. get anything. And again, it's, it's like I say, like the the Rogic one as well. When they were really pushing it, and he yeah. scored that, was took one touch and then hit him with his other yeah. foot, and in a, in a way that I still don't really understand. Like the number of times I've watched it, I still don't quite understand how he did it and generated the power to fire it in. And those games, that, as you say, were so so close. Um, and uh, yesterday they really just—I wouldn't say they got the luck in that number one I don't believe in luck for a start yeah. but they worked they, they absolutely grafted throughout the game and at the end of the game the whistle went and all of the Aberdeen players just went and grabbed each other because yeah. it was a case of lads we've actually done this and regardless of the context of or the circumstance regarding whether Celtic were really up for it or how hard they were really trying in it in terms of the cup final coming up a week later the way in which they celebrated afterwards Obviously, we'll go on to a lot yeah, bit yeah, that yeah. as well. <laughs> um, but the the players before that, they all grabbed each other. It was a Reynolds, as you see, Reynolds, um, a Connor, um, Shinny, and Ball all grabbed each other. And it was like, yeah, we've done, we've followed out our instructions to the yeah. letter, and that's exactly what McKenna said after the game as well. Um, and it, and I think for Aberdeen, it, it, it could be a big one in terms of just getting that monkey off the yeah. back. Now, when they go to Celtic Park next season, when they play Celtic, it's not going to be more McKenna's can he beat Celtic, and, and he, he did beat them under yeah. Dyle. He hadn't yeah, yeah. beat Rogers, so he's, he's lost every game to Rogers up yeah. until that. Um, well, they hadn't scored against Celtic this season, yeah, and. And that can be a big thing, but I do think um, we've talked about them having all that. But there is a fe- there was a feeling I think for me this time about um, of Aberdeen of being a bit like Stuart McCall's final Motherwell team, where yes yeah. they got over the line, um, but you worry, but you worry about them. Yeah. The difference will be McInnes will have more money to spend. He's yeah. already he's already kind of started his acquisition. Yeah, he's he's Brian Vigors. Yeah, he's Brian. He's Brian Lewis Ferguson. Yeah. Um, who I think will be a decent addition to the squad. They've got Mikey Devlin. I was say, yeah, they've got Devlin there because um, they as well. will need to. Re- they will need to freshen up that squad. Especially we're going to talk about our strikers list. Attacks going to be an, an area. I can yeah. tell you now. There's not an Aberdeen player on my yeah. list. Um, I, I, just as well. Just to, as much of sort of praise the defence. It was Kenny McLean that, that made the goal for Aberdeen. Absolutely. Um, and he his the way in which he holds off Celtic players and just holds up the ball long enough and I don't have any idea what Constantine thinks he's doing there no. there's, there's absolutely no reason to be there yeah. um, but again it's, it's when you play Celtic you've got to be brave and you've got to do yeah. brave stuff um, Constantine's there but the way, Ken, the way McLean drives the ball 
holds off Celtic players and just makes the angle so that he's putting it into Constantine's path and it's he can't miss no, okay, no, from yeah. that sort of area particularly yeah, given that uh, Scott Bain no hands yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yes a great way to mark signing a permanent uh, four year um, contract with Celtic um, yeah so we'll talk about I think unless there's any other football we'll talk about the incident at the end we'll just, just touch on it it's not um, yeah there's not much to be to say I don't think that hasn't been said Logan I mean, Logan has history with the Celtic fans. And he's, yes. um I mean, so Logan is a prickly character, I think. Um, it's not just Celtic fans that he's wound up. No. Um, he, do, he, he, like, he, he does backflips when he scores. Yeah, like, he, 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 I think in terms of character, I mean, he does backflips when he scores. He's got, the guy's got swag. Yeah, that's right. But ultimately, I kind of thought for most of it, fair play to him because he takes yeah, absolutely. Un- thoroughly unwarranted abuse from Celtic fans for the crime of being racially abused. Um, Celtic fans at the time couldn't... Um, and I don't want to tell them also, there's several Celtic fans that, that were kind of disgusted with the way the yeah. club acted in, the, in light of that, um, all the nonsense about, or maybe tone it, maybe the referee didn't or didn't hear him properly because of the wind and all this stuff. Logan got, got dragged into that debate, um, stood up for himself, and then the next time, every time he's played against Celtic, yeah. he's been booed, and he's been... Some people will be booing him because they don't like him for whatever reason. Fair enough. A big element of those boos is because he had he had the balls to stand yeah. up to, to a racist, um, and so I don't have a problem, and, and I thoroughly enjoy him celebrating in the way that he did. Yeah, broadly as well. When when uh, you spend ninety minutes giving a player shit, and you could, it was it was evident yesterday as well during the game when Logan was on the ball. A lot of the time when he was on the ball, he was empty and so they didn't really get the chance yeah. to boo him. But any time he was on the ball for more than a couple of seconds, he was getting booed. So if you're going to spend 90 minutes giving it to somebody, see at the end of the game when he's beating you, he's going to give you it back. And if you can't if you can't appreciate that and be like, right, okay, fair enough, he's, he's done me there, yeah. he's got a reaction to yeah. me, that's exactly what he wants. Fair enough. Like, but if, if you're then raging at that, I was <laughs> laughed quite a bit of Logan just going and giving it to the, right. giving it to the doing fans the, doing the years on the way off but um, yeah. I, I, I did find it amusing that there were some Celtic fans who thought that was a lack of class when it's the exact thing that Neil Lennon used to do yeah. and it's I don't I like it yeah, it's, 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 it's not a complaint from that it's not a complaint about Lennon or Logan good keep doing it it's entertaining this is just what I, I mean, first football is about sort of yeah. 90% running and tackling uh, 5% uh, actually scoring goals and Five percent piss boiling yeah. for me. So and yeah, that's absolutely um, fine. I mean, I'd separate that from he did. I reluctant to say a punch. He did push out. At, um, it was a, it was a, pu- a and, punch. And a, a punch would be a, a closed fist. Presuming it wasn't. It was a punch. It was a sorry. It was a push. Into presuming that's why he was sent off for. I think yeah. it's fair enough. I, yeah. um, but I have to. I find the the um, the way he was treated. He's been treated by Celtic fans for a while fairly distasteful. Um, and again it's not all Celtic fans but some no. we'll move on from that um, and we'll talk about the final top 6 game that when I was at yesterday Kilmarnock beat Hearts 1-0 um, a Hearts a Hearts mix of very old guys and very young guys um, yeah. 92 year old Aaron Hughes was playing and was pro- <laughs> probably probably the worst player on the park um, for Hearts uh, but then they had several 16 year olds they had Don Cowie Kyle Lafferty yep. Uh, David Milinkovic and then yeah, I think it was literally um, Hughes, Cowie, Milinkovic and Lafferty were the only senior players playing yeah. if I remember right um, 
and Jack Hamilton was back in goals Flapjack. and Flapjack and in the first 15 minutes he kind of lived up to that, that name he had two shots that were straight at him which he palmed out into the middle of the goal managed not to concede and then Lee Irwin scored one which kind of went straight through him but yeah. to be fair to him from that point on he was excellent um, Kelly could have Kelly were more or less dominant throughout the game, as you'd expect. It was, yeah. um, it was, it was, it was sort of more or less a full strength. Kelly had a team. better team than Hearts yeah. to begin with and had a stronger team. There were, there were several players missing for Kelly as well. Like yeah. Joe Jones was out. Yeah, um, with his terrifying yeah, injury. Um, McKenzie was out, Broadfoot was out, uh, Power was out, Dicker was out. So there was... You did have the, the world's biggest teenager on midfield. Yeah, Ian Wilson, um, very good game, but he, he, he is a big, big boy. I'm very much hoping for a national team of Ian Wilson and Daniel Bauer at some I, point. Well, yeah. we brought on Ennis Cameron, who's a, a young um, centre-forward to finish one of the top scorers in the um, development league. Uh-huh. I think he's only 16, 17 as well, and he is also huge. Um, <laughs> I think he's been uh, been on the same diet as Scott McKenna. Which is eating all the uh, youth players, um, yeah. But yeah, so he's uh, yeah. But uh, Lee Irwin has in recent weeks kind of taken over from Eamon Brophy as a kind of starting mm-hmm. off the left type striker, um, and had a had a tremendous game again yesterday. And we're starting to see a little bit of what Irwin is capable of. Next year will be huge for him. He's he's kind of finally bedded in at Kelly. Um, he has a chance now. Boyd is still. Still going to be number one man, but you, you feel he must. He must at some point. At some, at some point, point he can't. And, and he's hopefully learning, Erwin, yeah. learning from him. Um, a, a player I, I really like watching. He can infuriate you, but he's got. Yeah. He, I mean, he's, he's a very much a a, um, a budget version of like an Ibrahimovic type striker. <laughs> um, t- took a corner yesterday, which was quite fun. Uh, Greg Kelty got that must subbed. have infuriated some Kilmarnock guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, it did. It did. Uh, Greg, Greg Kelty got subbed, and he'd been taking. I think he'd been taking all the corners. And then we got a corner, and the ball just sat there, and everyone was standing about. And it was literally, <laughs> literally like the ball was there, and the linesman started kind of looking across, and like, yeah, and Erwin just trotted across, and, and the linesman even was making a joke with him as he was running up to hit it, and actually delivered a nice, a nice one in. This is a query of absolutely nothing, but if the ball's on the, on the over in the corner, and nobody goes to take it, what happens? I, um, I mean, what, what can happen? I don't know. You can't, who, who, who are you going to book? Wait, I think the ref would just book somebody. Just probably, probably the book captain. Somebody. The captain. <laughs> no, uh, just a, the... Yeah, that'd be a good way to just kill the game. Yeah, uh, no, I'm not. We're not taking this corner. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, if we get back to the football, Malumbu ended up being man of the match. Was was superb. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, he's against Don Cowie and well, it was yeah. Harry Cochran. He got taken off injured, and then it was. Some wee blonde boy, Smith or something. <laughs> I don't know. He was he was very small. Yeah, another hearts Um And somebody else. Um, yeah, these. Bo- I mean, it was hard when the, when it's see when it's one young guy comes in the team yeah. and you can play. Like, oh, watch him. Yeah. And um, there was a the young boy Hamilton. I think sixteen playing centre half, and he was very small. And at one point, Chris Boyd just ran straight into him and knocked him over. Um, and it was. Yeah, he, did, he did. He did. And, he, and to be fair, he kind of had to laugh with him, and I'm sure he'll, he'll yeah. learn from it and all that. But um, yeah, so I mean, I, in some ways, it's been good for Hearts that they've started to bed yeah. these boys in. Some of them far too early. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's the last game of the season on a, on a season which, to be honest, ended for Hearts on the on the Wednesday night yeah. because they won the that derby. Was the game so, that mattered. Yeah, it was only the only um, top six game that mattered was winning the derby, and they yeah. won the derby. So. 
Um, nothing much else to talk about. It was a good game, a uh, good performance for Kelly. Record points total, yep. or be- best points total since uh, 1966. It's so um, impressive stuff, especially considering the start we had. Um, we will move on to the bottom six, where there was some interesting action on Saturday, and we'll just go to the um, the team who temporarily at least reprieved themselves from relegation. We'll yep. go to Partick Thistle winning one now at Dens Park. Yeah, I mean. I do like at the end of the season when sports scene does the thing for us. Yeah. Uh, they, they they match up the games and like, well, this is happening this game, and this yeah. one's happening this one. This one must have been a tough edit to do yeah. on the basis that nothing really was happening. Uh, and it was kind of, I think, in the end, was kind of again in the way that Rangers and Hibs five each sums up their season. The way that Ross County went down sums up their season, yeah. and the way that Thistle survived to a well, degree as as well, the sums only up their the season. only surprise um, from Thistle's point of view is that they kept a clean sheet because yeah. their defence is terrible and, look, and looked terrible again. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I genuinely think if I think if, if, Dundee, if, Dun- if Dundee needed a result from that yeah. game, I don't think Thistle would have. No, and I, have, I think Wesley will trouble that defence because they're. they're very annoying team to play against. Yeah, I, I've been. We'll, we'll sort of touch on this briefly as well just now. But um, I have been looking at the. The more I look at Livy and the more I sort of pay attention to Livy as the season's gone on, for me they're the team in the championship which is best suited to going through the playoffs. Yeah. Um, on the basis of Dundee United are super fragile. Yeah. Um, Falkirk had they made it such much the same. Inverness were on a bit of a tear, but again they're defensively good but yeah. weak up top. Um, Morton are so up and down. Livy seem to just sit at a consistent sort yeah. of bar and just stay there. Dunfermline again in the in the games against Dundee United again. You saw, you saw that in the two games there they had real ups and downs. They had chances which they scored, but they really couldn't kill the game off. Whereas Livingston just have this relentless power throughout their well, game. You're seeing it's it's, um, it's a case of a manager getting absolute maximum out of the player. There's a very very limited squad yeah. of players. That it's, it's it's very much like, a, like a, and I, I don't mean this in a disparaging way at all, but it's like a budget version of Motherwell, as yeah. I'm sure I said before. But that's it's just two, it's just eleven guys out there are going to run themselves into the ground, and every one of that Livingston Livingston team can be a can be a match winner yeah. for them as well. Um, and for Thistle, essentially, Dylan's a match winner, or who else? Yeah, it's very. I mean, I think they'll be. I think it'll be. I'm reluctant to say we're very tight because it could easily end up being yeah. like five 0 either yeah. way. To be yeah. honest, I mean, part, you'd have to remember Thistle at the start of the season beat St Mirren five 0 and St Mirren yep. went on to be runaway champions in the yep. in the championship. Um, getting on to the game, yeah, really very little happened. Dundee had a couple of half chances. Um, Partick Thistle had a few half chances. Young keeper Ferry seemed to have a good game for yep. Dundee. And then Kasunga played yeah. an incredible through ball. Yeah, well, I mean, so I think you have to track it back to Simon Murray getting yeah. it. Done the way Dundee lost that goal was very casual and was very end of season. They were kind of they were walking about. Murray went under pressure. He didn't really play with intensity. He gave it straight away, and then yeah, Kasunga. I'm not being impressed by him. Like I don't think he. I don't think he will. Resolved in these defensive issues. Ongoing centre-back issues. But to be fair to Dylan, um, came on, got the goal, continues to get goals. Yeah. Um, So, and that was enough for them to at least, as I say, reprieve themselves and and set that up. It it does seem, every every time I look at this, I've seen a couple of times over the past few weeks, and 
every time I look at them, whatever they're doing just seems to kind of be the wrong thing. Mm. And I don't know whether it's the players aren't really quite feeling it or the, the managers not quite getting it right. I, I, I don't know. Um, but to me, it kind of makes... Taking, every time the decision's made, whether it's taking Dolan off, it, it seems to be at the wrong time, or starting them's the wrong thing to do or bringing them on. So Saturday, Saturday was kind of a big thing. They brought him on and got him, mm. and he was the was the difference between the teams. And it was double figures again, um, as he has in, in every season, yeah. basically. Um, anything else on this game? I just think it was very... Yeah. They got, they got what they needed, and they... <laughs> They did it like yeah. in the ma- minimum of fuss, essentially. Yeah. Like they, they, I mean, okay, it took a wee while when they were panicking when County were one nil up, yeah. but you kind of felt they were going to get it, and and they did. Um, and in the end, with uh, yeah, with, with Ross County, so it was Ross County seeding with. I feel it? like I feel like that was a bit like mind when um, Lewandowski scored at Hamden for Poland yeah. and made it to each. It was one of those that that goal only happened because Scotland heard that Ireland were winning yeah. in Germany and the atmosphere in the place just flattened. Yeah, it sucked out and of everyone. Place. And and it was one. I think it was a similar thing where you realise it's the game's a bogey and it kind of just all disappears. I feel like County were playing. You could even see it from the highlights up until that thistle goal went in. They were playing with verve and they were yeah. looking like they were going to extend the lead. Yeah, and then it was almost as soon as thistle went one 0 up, they. St. Johnston started to create a bunch of chances. I was reading some of St. Johnston fans on Pine Ball saying that they got their first shot on target in 88 minutes and their first goal in 92 minutes. Well, I mean, I suppose suppose your your chance conversion's good. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... uh, (laughs) It's a a forgettable season for St. Johnston. Yeah, they, they... Got by. It was their first time out of the top six for a while. They were never really in serious danger. No. Um, it'd be interesting, big changes for them in the summer, but not as big as at, at county, obviously. Yeah. Or maybe that maybe much not much will change. Maybe not much has to change now that they've got rid of um of Owen essentially Owen Coyle relegated them. Yeah. They would have probably stayed up with McIntyre. Um, even that's not to say that it was the wrong decision to get rid of them because yeah. they could have brought someone better in and finished. Could have brought in not Owen Coyle. Yeah. And Michael Gardine was in the, in the press today, absolutely felt in Owen Coyle as well, which is not so much the, the fact that he's saying that, that I found quite interesting, but far more that the response from a whole lot of other people who used to have Owen Coyle as managers, see so Wigan fans and mm. Bowling fans being like, yep, yeah, that's exactly the same shape that we had to deal with, like doing training games in order to win cans at Iron Brew. Like, mate, I'm a fucking footballer. Yeah. I'm a professional footballer. You need to tell like. I'll prepare as much as I can, but you also need to give us some guidance in terms of what we're doing for the next game and not have daft wee games. Yeah. Mental. Uh, and he's just Yeah. He's went down and I think I think County um, for me are, are strong favourites actually to win the championship next season. I think they'll keep a decent core of players. Like yeah. the likes of Naismith will probably um, be off. I guess Schalke will probably head away, but I think that kinda there'll be some of that squad will hang about. Um yeah. And I think they'll be they'll be well funded, and I do think. Um, and it's hard to say because they actually haven't won that many games. But yeah. I feel like Ferguson and Kettle will come across as pretty good and pretty switched on yeah. and pragmatic. And, um, see, and again, it's, a, it's an understanding of the club. I think. Um, so what I mean, what I mean, what it means more than anything else is it's good news for that Greek lad economy. Yeah, and be back in. <laughs> yeah, you signed, signed up for Roscoe again. Yeah. But I mean, it's it, the guy. You're quite right in, in terms of like guys like uh, Draper, Gardine, um, 
Fraser's decent at that level. Fontaine again was Fox very. Should be a good keeper yeah. at that level. I see yeah. these guys are all there. I have really enjoyed that um, Billy Mackay has been blocking anyone on Twitter that refers to him as the relegator. Yeah. So anyone yeah. that refers to Billy Mackay as the relegator gets insta blocked, <laughs> and it's not even folk that are tagging him. So he's just searching for folk on Twitter yeah. and blocking them, just in case it comes across his timeline. Yeah. It's not a good look. To, it's kind of Nigel Quashie had this yeah. in his career, and it's just like it, it doesn't make you a, a bad player necessarily. And I don't think it just means you got a bad agent. Yeah, I don't think he's been <laughs> awful this season, but he's just not um, not had a good run of it really since no. since he left Inverness essentially the first time. Um, you got to you got to remember that he left at Christmas and then they won the Scottish Cup in the summer. <laughs> that's true. That's, uh, that's some questionable. Um, so, uh, I'm not sure they would have won the cup with him actually, even um, even accounting for him being very good. Yeah. Um, so I still be I suspect to end up in the Premiership still next season. Someone will sign him. as well as uh, I mean, in terms of the Championship next year, again, it just doesn't get any easier for well, Dundee United, does no, it? No, I mean they're coming down. I think Inverness will be up there. Inver- um, Inverness, look, I presume they're, they've been very quiet in terms of, I mean, it's, it's the best time of the year because you get loads of uh, notes, tweets from footballers saying how much they love clubs. Yeah. Inverness seem, seem to be quite quiet in that. Their defence, as I said, their defence is really good yeah. if they can get a centre forward in yeah. to play alongside Oakley. Um, Austin seems to have done quite well since he's got there, so you, you would imagine that they'll be better. Um, Livingston, if they stay down, if yeah, they don't come thistle. up, or Thistle, either one of those will be absolutely fine. Thistle stay on a fairly even keel regardless, yeah. so they'll be fine, you'd imagine. And then you get Morton, who you would imagine will be looking to improve. Yeah, probably. I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be Stevie Aitken, but you don't know who's going to yeah. come in. And then, yeah, yeah so that's there, it's just, just going to be a an absolute slog yeah, to try and get out of that it's a good league um, yeah. and I think I do actually think the quality of that league is the biggest argument against extending oh, yeah, the top flight because you want a really strong second tier I especially would, with I, the playoffs now yeah I would absolutely I, I could make an argument for a smaller top flight than I could than a bigger one and if you go two tens, then you've got two very good divisions yeah. of teams um, but yeah. We're probably best for both our clubs if they don't. Yes, um, yes, I'm fully against it. I'm very happy with 12 and the split yeah. solely for the process of self preservation. Um, yeah, we'll move on from that then and we'll talk about the final game. Um, Motherwell winning the Lanark Hill, not a Derby 3 0 against Hamilton Ackies. It turns out that Nadir Chifty's got Velcro feet. Um, <laughs> it was very nice that Xavier Toma, who, as a reminder, Hamilton Ackies paid money for, um, his last real action in an Aki's top was getting megged like three times by Chifty who at no point had the ball under control and still managed to score a goal uh, yeah Motherwell looked with a with a, a pre-cup final team yeah. essentially um, grabbed their 20th clean sheet of the season which is a club record which is unbelievable um, given like for my mind we've conceded about 4 million goals yeah. this season um, but somehow have managed to keep 20 clean sheets um, hugely changed team. Um, we saw um, Barry Maguire, Stephen Hendry, Bigger Amana, McLean, uh, Freer, Turnbull, and Shifty come in to start. Um, only real sort of players that you're looking to see in the that you'll see in the cup final will be Tate and Aldred, um, probably. Um, so yeah, very good performance from a very yeah. changed model. And, to and really Shifty was obviously the talking point. What's going to happen with him next season? What's his game? It it, it seems like he's. He's been fairly popular at Motherwell in terms of off-the-field stuff, but on the park he's still not done it. It's, it's an interesting one, and there's a few players in Bigger Amana sort of, sort of falls into that category as well, and he's not really provided a huge amount on the pitch, but see, everybody loves him. Yeah. Um, 
Nadir, I'm very, I'm of the opinion that I'll be very happy to sign him, but it's, it's not in our hands. Um, it'll be very much, he, he doesn't have a future at Celtic. No, no, let's, no let's be honest, he, he's not going to continue to be a Celtic player. Um, he will be off to somewhere. If he wants to come to Fir Park, I'd be absolutely delighted to have him. He was absolutely ripping the piss out of Aki's on Saturday. Um, him and Bigger Amana, with like 10, sort of, as the game was winding down, the two of them were just flicking the ball back and forth to one another because they've got so much ability. Um, and we're just and you could see a couple of Aki's players, they were just waiting for Aki's players to close them down so they could flick it past yeah. them. And fair play to Dougie Emery, who saw this happen and was just like, I'm not getting involved. Just yes. decided to just stand off them. Oh, yeah. like, I'm not going to go and get involved in this. And have somebody, get made to look like a somebody's somebody's going to somebody's make me look, look yeah, a bit yeah, daft yeah. here. But yeah, Chief G got more all ahead with. Uh, I mean, it was a nicely what. I mean, the, the finish was from about three yards out, but there was a nicely what move to get it to there. Um, it was nice to see uh, Ross McLean in the team. I really, I think, I think McLean's a smashing player, um, but just the way the team has been this year hasn't really fit in. Um, and Turnbull as well, once again, looks. I'm really Turnbull's the, the sort of motherwell. Everyone has a, a youth player within their team that they're dead excited about. Um, Turnbull looks to me like a smashing footballer. It's, mm. It's one of those ones where he looks terrific in the under twenties, but it's dead easy to look. Yeah, oh, it's not dead easy to look good in the under twenties. But a lot of players can look good in the twenties. Guys like Dom Thomas, who just never make that step to being a full time player. Um, but everything Turnbull does, the way he moves and, and shapes the ball around, he makes foot doing. He makes he makes playing football look dead easy. But everything he's doing mm. is dead natural and dead language. He's a smashing looking player. Um, so Jeff G put his one up um, and then as I say managed to get three nutmegs without controlling the ball at that any point that a really nice finish yeah it was just a stabbed finish past the past the Aki's keeper as well um, and then Tom Aldred getting in in the act as well with what looked at for all the worlds like a set and a half finish so yeah <laughs> all aboard for that but yeah it was I was I mean not concerned when the team came out because it's a it's game. It's like, it's, it's and it's a game that didn't mean anything. Motherwell can win, lose or draw. It's not going to make any great difference in the season. But to go out and scud Aki's um, three nothing and then take the piss as well just before the cup final is, is really reassuring with the with the bodies. They're not even just for the cup final, but for next season as yeah. well. Um, right. Well, that that's the end of the the Premiership games. We did talk about Livingston to beat Dundee United. That was a, a pretty good game on yeah. Friday night. Um, so we're just literally rounded up, just talking about these things so that we acknowledge them and yeah. mention a, a couple of things that happened. But I really enjoyed the Levy United game. I just felt it was um, that like, that round of the playoffs is consistently very good. The yeah. finals can sometimes be a wee bit cagey, but the yeah. semis seem to be really... Um, <clears throat> tends, to, tends to be sort of second leg of the, the playoff games, which mm-hmm. all open up, uh, the playoff final opens up. But um, As well as that, just a shout out to BT Sport more than anything else. Yeah. Um, in that... For BT, they've got the exclusive rights to all the playoff yeah. games, and you look at it, and they, from their point of view, they say it's, it's Livy Dundee United. We could probably wind this down a bit, yeah. and, and and we'll just I mean, that that'll be fine. We'll do we'll do a wee bit of punditry before, and not a bit of it. Absolutely going going all in, full pundit team, about a million cameras there, and making it look like an event, making it look great. Um, I really enjoyed that Livy had to open a stand that hadn't been open for several yeah, years. Yeah, and it was a, a, a good crowd in. Um, Including Tony Stokes for some reason. <laughs> Maybe he'll be there next season, Could joining be. their, their 
ragtag bunch of reprobates. <laughs> um, the the talking revolution. Um, but the uh, yeah, for, for the other thing I thought is it, it's interesting you talk about B three covering that. This is going to be the first playoff final which doesn't have um, a big name. And yeah. I, I mean, I guess Kelly Falkirk's <clears throat> kind of half way there. Yeah. Kelly had a big name in, in terms of being relegated to the championship would be a, a, yeah. a surprise for Kelly. Um, but the previous one, you know, you had Hibs, you had, uh, well, you had yeah, you had Hibs, you had yep. Rangers, Mullerwell, you yep. had that Kelly one, you've had Dundee United in it. Yep. This one is is too smaller team, and this is kind of what you'd expect yeah. from a playoff final. But I don't think it, I don't think it matters because I think any put any two teams out there with these sort of stakes, and people will watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'm absolutely I'm absolutely buzzing for like it. I can't I was, wait. Sitting watching Boreham Wood against Tranmere, I don't know, interesting them. <laughs> but it's a play of because it's all or nothing, care. yeah. Um, going down the divisions, uh, Alba game yesterday was uh, was Aloha gaining promotion away to Dumbarton. I only saw the last 40 of this. Um, I think you I, saw all of the game yeah, in the last and I, and I didn't see the first leg. Um, it was broadly the same. <laughs> but I, Alwa just pounded and pounded the button. It looked like they weren't going to get the goal. Yeah. And then Ross Stewart scored in stoppage time. And then extra time was just more of the same. Dumbarton barely had a chance. And eventually it was uh, John Kirkpatrick scored yeah. a nice goal. And, and my, my heart really broke for Dumbarton because they've had some seasons in yeah. terms of just the highs and the lows from it. And uh, I, I do really feel for them. But Alwa just looked like the better team throughout yeah. both legs. Um, and, and for Jim Goodwin, it's it's um, I, I think the jury's still out on him as a manager, yeah. but fair play to him. You take them up. And if if you if you need, you need to get your teams to turn up at the right times in the season, and his team has absolutely turned up. And I'm certain they'll be much more competitive than Brecon because he won't yeah he won't settle for that. And I also thought it was quite nice. Uh, they've got interviewed with his daughters on the telly, <laughs> and he said, uh, "Do, do they have silver hair as well?" No, but his, no. his wee last year was very. Um, <laughs> she, she got she got asked a question at one point. Um, it was quite interesting, um, but yeah, that that was a good game. And then if you go down the divisions, uh, Craig G. Telfer was delighted with yeah. um, Stenhouse Muir overcoming Peterhead. They they, they did lose one 0 on the day up at Balmore, but got through courtesy of their two 0 win at home. Because Jim Hackenally can't win playoff yeah, games. Yeah, it's um, it's ongoing. But I mean, Peterhead all the way back from the very first year of the playoffs. Lost on penalties to Partick Thistle, yeah. having been ahead and lost a last-minute goal up there, which um, would have got them into the championship in the yeah. final. It's mental. Um, and then yeah, I've, I've continued to to lose playoffs left, right, and centre. Um, so Stenhouse Muir back in back in the third tier. Um, good for them. And at the bottom, Cove Rangers um, Beath had couldn't, fun. couldn't get across the line and got three men sent off uh, in the last minute yeah. uh, as they, they went down to there is Beath. There is footage floating around uh, on Twitter which I would very much recommend digging out for that. Um, I don't know if the full highlights of the match are up, but certainly the, the highlights of the Rami are thoroughly worth watching as well. Um, as Particularly as a, as a Cowden player grabs his teammate and makes him sit in a big tyre. <laughs> And, and one league below Kelty Hearts won uh, got into the Lowland yep. League they'll be I think making a run at winning that next season yep. so that will do us for this part of the show we will move on now to the top 12 strikers just in, in between as a kind of little break I just thought um, from my point of view just it was a big story obviously this week with uh, Scott Hutchison from Frightened Rabbit sadly losing his life a band that I really admire and I'm not one to be kind of um, sort of mockish or making things about this but I just wanted to kind of raise the point because I think with our audience that we have 
um, mainly men in that age range. Mental health uh, is a big issue. If you're having anything going on in your head, just talk to someone, tell them about it, um, and don't don't bottle it all up. Um, and just, I just thought I should drop that in. Absolutely. We yeah. are, if if it's a terrorist, if you want to, if you want to message you, one of us and say this is what's going on, we'll yeah. be more than happy to listen to you. We are. Yeah, always always happy to hear um, from anybody. I'd far rather hear from somebody and say something rather yeah, than not yeah. hear from somebody and then never hear. So. Yeah. Absolutely, please do. If there's anything that you feel you need to talk to somebody about, if it's better to speak to us because we don't we don't know you, we, we don't know you, and you just need to speak to somebody. Um, but just, if we if we can't help, we can point you in the direction yeah, of people who can help. Please you. do, please. Uh, it's it's a big issue, and you just talk to someone, tell yep. them what's going on. Um, we'll move on um, to the top twelve strikers in the Scottish Premiership, the final one in our list. I'm going to go, as we talk, you can maybe talk for a second because I am going to turn this airborne up. <laughs> yeah, we have our top 12 strikers. Um, as, uh, as Craig highlighted earlier in, the year that, or earlier in the show, we have done just about all of the top 12s this year. Um, I am The strikers one I am very nervous about because I think... I, I can't decide whether I've made a complete arse of it or not, but uh, we, shall, we shall see, I think... Uh, as well as that, with the strikers, I find it quite difficult because there's so there's been so many changes throughout the year. Um, particularly, obviously, Hibs guys who came in in January. So, how do you rank your strikers? Do you rank them on form right now? Do you rank them on form across the season, or do you just make it up as you go along? Um, so, yeah, I, I have done that as I have. Yeah, I have absolutely done that as well. Um, so, we're making up our own rules as we go. Um, so, we will just stick. So, obviously, I think we've always had three of us on when we've done this before, but we'll just go back and forward with it. Yeah. And, Talk through it. I don't think I don't think we we'll actually differ too much in terms of well, the, in the players, players have, in it, but the order of but maybe the order of a wee bit different. So we'll go twelve to ten. You can tell me yours. I've got uh, Louis Moult, uh, Simon Murray, and uh, Alex Shelk. Okay, well maybe we will differ a bit because none of those three on my list. Um, obviously, I don't have Moult, but I knew that you would. You would, yeah. in. I've got a number twelve, uh, David Templeton. Uh, number 11, Stephen McLean, and number 10, Eamon the Wolf Brophy. Eamon the Wolf Brophy. Uh, Brophy is very much on the, the honourable mentions for mine as well, as is Lee Irwin. Yeah. Uh, who, both of them just missed out for me on the basis that Brophy was a big part of Kelly and then has faded a wee yeah. bit, whereas Irwin's taken up the mantle and become a big part of Kelly. So both of them just missed out. Yeah. But both of them are players that I very much enjoy. Um, um, I'll let you speak yeah. out speak about Brophy yeah, well, we'll, start from the, we'll start from the bottom I listened to Templeton I don't know if you got him or not I think I had him as a midfielder or a I don't know we talked I about know, yeah. Yeah, anyway I, I, a good player yeah. I think without him Aki's would have probably went down yeah. this year um, he's, he's been announced he's leaving the club yeah. um, I think he would be a really good pick up for pretty much any team um, if you, it's probably probably in some ways a better option for a bigger club because they don't need to play him all the yeah. time um, you can as an option coming off the bench and stuff it's one of those things that I, w- I wondered whether um, Hibs might be a really good option for him on the basis that Hibs have a multitude of options in the way yeah. that they play and um, they have different types of players in there as well but they've got guys like Swanson in there and mm-hmm. Allen because you don't know whether Allen will be back you don't know whether Swanson will be there next year but to have a bit of a technician in mid, uh, sort of as a sort of a bit of a deeper role and also the knowledge that Hibs can get guys who have struggled for fitness previously and the way in which they work they're able to put them together as guys that can play for three, four games in a row, which Templeton does still struggle with a bit. Yeah, there was some direction, <coughs> Chuck, somebody suggested him signing for Kelly on our forum, there was some direction about that. 
I wouldn't be averse to it, although I think he would take some convincing because his dad uh, played for Aaron was a a bit of a hate figure amongst (laughs) Kelly fans. uh, So that would be an interesting one. Um, I've got Stephen McLean at 11. Have you got him on your Uh, list? He just missed out on my list on the basis that his form for up until about the top six yeah. <laughs> no, but he, he deserves he fully deserves mention um, just an ability I, I think he's a player even without the goals he brings so much to a team yeah. he's a kind of focal point he, his attitude's really good and he and he brings players into the game and all that stuff um, and then at, at 10 I've got him in Brophy I wanted to, to shoehorn him in apart from anything we have to mention him on yeah, this got mention it's, contra- it's a contractual obligation yeah. Um, but yeah I just think um I still a very young player, and I've been so impressed with him this season. He is an absolute pest. It's not even a, it's not even just at a young age, but it's, it's very much a young in football yeah. in terms because this is his first real sort of whatever was going on at Aki's. He never really no. got into the team in a, in a fair crack. Um, I would say, yeah. But he's also, I think, his attitude is excellent. Like he, he seems to be really popular um, amongst the team. Obviously, this wolf thing going on. Even going back to that that one that gets talked about all the time, where he scored for Aki's and they got yeah. the eight one at Celtic Park, and he was still wolf, living it up. The wolf man thing is just the oddest thing. I don't I'm all for it. I've, yeah. I've no understanding. I don't even. I want don't to know what it is, but no it's, desire, uh, no it's taken off of the Kelly fans. But I think he's a, he's a real pest. He, he, the goal he scored, the one that kind of highlights it for me, was the goal he scored at Tynecastle where he just kind of got in yeah. to Berra and he just kind of sneaked, just dropped the shoulder in, got himself goal side and then scored the goal. I think we might see a really, really huge season for yeah. him next year um, if he can just kind of get some game because he's he's got that pace, he's got that kind of um, reasonable ability, he has a very powerful shot. One thing he has to do is um, maybe not shoot quite as much because he literally every time he gets the ball, he never <laughs> he does anything, he barely yeah. passes it, he just yeah. shoots. Um, we'll talk about your three then um, I guess it's spe- speaking of people that, that love dropping shoulders into centre forwards to spin them and, and, and get them out of the way Louis Moult yeah. um, makes it into mine I realise that he left in January I'm well aware of that and I'm probably going to get a row from Fowler for including him but um, he was the epitome of that, that Motherwell team at the yeah. start of the season in terms of it, he was the, the focal point of a team which was still kind of finding its feet at that point and dragged them through um, if you've got him up front, you know he's running the channels. He's going to try and win everything. Whether he wins it or not doesn't matter because he's a fucking pest, um, and continues to do that. And the the goals that he scored for Motherwell are some of my favourites of all time. The one, it's I find it astonishing that the the McEwen was voted the Motherwell goal of the season because yeah. the McEwen, fair enough, is a smashing goal, but the Molt one yeah. at, at Hampden that, was just. A jaw, it was one of those genuinely sort of jaw dropping moments of just what the fuck have I just yeah, witnessed? And... Um, like, like nothing else. Um, I've got uh, Simon Murray at 11. Um, kind of for both of his both halves of his season. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed him at Hibs. Um, I thought the way in which he barreled around as a centre forward was. I mean, Simon Murray, I get the impression, knows um, exactly what he is in yeah, terms yeah. of football. He has no sort of great delusions of armour. A top flight player yeah. and swaggers about the places and no, I'm a grafter I'm going to be your centre forward and I'll run everything down um, and that, for that Hibs team the, the Derby at uh, Easter Road they could have won it 4 or 5 nothing. Um, got Murray got the goal won them the game yeah. and Schalk gets in on mine as well um, very narrowly missed out makes yeah. I really like him yeah um, mainly because fuck Owen Coyle yeah. um, more than anything else again just a, a, another Another very odd part of uh, Owen Coyle's reign at uh, Ross County is that after 
he left, Schalke came back into the team and just about immediately scored a hat-trick yeah. from memory. And like he's, I, I loved Schalke's celebrations from that because he's a guy that very clearly loves playing football yeah. and to not be in the team, to come back into the team, to score his hat-trick and then run like the length of the stand at Ross County be like, yes, I'm, it, I'm back in the team. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think Schalke's a smashing player. Yeah, a, a big fan of his as well. Um, kind of going right back to the impact he had as soon as he came in. Yeah. He scored the win on that cup final. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, who else did you have one other or am I, oh, no, no, it's no, Mort, Shaw, Mort, so there, yeah. I'll give you my, my 987 yep. are uh, Jamie McLaren at 9 from Hibs Curtis Main at 8 and uh, French Eddie um, at 7 yeah so not too different here I've got Edward at, at 9 uh, Kyle Lafferty at 8 might, uh, might get some derision from some others for having him so low and seven, oh, the Hearts fans will back you they'll uh, win him low and uh, 7 Curtis Main yeah um, McLaren I, I've got in at 9 as I said, the, the, the hip strikers for me are a bit of a funny one because they are both just January signings, yeah. but both of them have been absolutely sensational. Camberry shades it for me. I think he's an absolutely yeah. terrific player. McLaren is a little bit um, less classy in terms of his play, yeah. but he's so That's physical. Yeah. Um, Curtis Main, we, we've spoken at length about yeah, Curtis Main. Both, bo- both of us adore Curtis Main. Uh, Edward gets in a seven at mine. He seems... Edward strikes me as being quite similar to uh, Paddy Roberts last yeah. season in that it got to the end of the season for like, Paddy Roberts is brilliant he absolutely has to be in the team which is fine because Roberts was good at the end of the season but for the majority of the season was kept out of the team by James Forrest Edward again for the majority of the season hasn't really been it and his season has kind of waited to the, the second half which again is, is, is there's probably a big part of that is because he's now settled at Celtic and he's he's more ready to play games there Um but his season massively weighted to the side of the fact that he yeah. scored a couple of goals yeah. and against Rangers. But, uh, I mean, I think, he was smashing. I think it shows the character of him. Though. It's like he is a yeah. big game player. He's a young guy. You forget yeah. he's, he's, yeah, yeah, uh, he's 20 or something like that, 1920. Uh, I think I've only got I've got him at nine and it's mainly because we haven't seen a lot of him yeah. and we've seen enough to see what he's about. But um, there. Um, me and, yeah, me and we've talked about I yeah. think yeah, I, if, if Muller were to win the cup next week it'll be, it'll be main... That's what he does. He's, he's a very old-fashioned striker, but he, he is also um, a really good finisher. Yeah. Um, and I've got Lafferty at eight. Um, I've got him to be behind. Um, I really, I do like him as a player. Like in terms of, I think he has so much, so many of these touches of class, like the finish the other night against yeah. Hibs. But as a team player, I don't think he's a good team player. I, I Lafferty is. He, he, he continually does things that look wrong. Like all of his his movement looks his movement always looks awkward and edgy because he, I mean I can I can speak from experience of being a being a tall guy just being like you never you're never gonna look fluid at six foot four like that just doesn't really work you're always and laugh at his arms just seem to be sort of ludicrously long as well mm. um, but like you say the some of the finishes he does they again they look kind of wrong the one against Celtic that he hits across yeah, the yeah. goal into the bottom corner I don't think there's another player in Scotland that no. could have done that and again every time I watch it it looks it looks like he's missed it but he's, he's clearly not because it's gone to the only point which he can do that he's at set pieces as well free yeah. kick against Rangers at Murrayfield yep. um, I like him um, I thought yesterday he was the standout for Hearts but it was always the same in it, and it's something I see a lot of him it's him and he and maybe it's the rest of the team but he was getting the ball and it was like Lafferty v Kelly because there was nobody else getting near him and he wasn't trying to bring folk into the game in the way that maybe other strikers yeah. would and I just think it's that individualistic side of him that, that counts against him a wee bit because he 
he always seems to be playing almost kind of at odds with the rest of his team. But again, it's maybe the the reason for this because he can do things that the rest of the team maybe can. Yeah, I, I've also, I mean, it's it's one of those things which I imagine as a Hearts fan drives you absolutely berserk. I, I can I can fully understand why it drives you mental because of those things. But because I like I've only watched him from the perspective of I'm not a Hearts fan. I yeah. think he's really good, um, but I also really enjoy that he's obviously taken on a, a real role within the team to sort of look after the younger players, um, particularly Cochrane as well. And every time I've seen Hearts with Lafferty and Cochrane playing, every time Cochrane does something that's yeah. good, bad, and different, Lafferty's in, a, in his ear and telling him that's good, bad, and different, or yeah. bigging him up and geeing him up and just keeping him going throughout the game, which that's exactly what you should be doing. Um, when it was on McFadden's first, second, maybe return to first part, who can tell, um, he, he really took on that role. And you could see, it was one of those things which you don't really see it on the telly, you don't really see it in highlights, but when you're there, you can see him like going around from player yeah. to player at set pieces and just making sure that everybody knows you're doing fine. This is what you need to do, and just coaching through the coaching through the game as well, which is it's underrated. I think. Yeah. Um, so we'll go into the next list. So I'll, I'll I'll do mine at six. I've got Stephen Dobby. At five, I've got Flo Camberry, and at four, I've got Morelos. Oh, I, I should have mentioned. Sorry, I didn't talk about McLaren. I don't have him on my list. Yeah. I, I made the executive decision that I could only pick you're one, of the, pick one of the Hibs players. Um, I like McLaren, but I think. He's benefited more than the rest from the system, whereas I think Camberry would have done better. Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah. Um, so just drop that in. Um, I've got Lafferty at six, uh, Camberry at five, and Griffiths at four. Um, as I say, we spoke about, we spoke about Lafferty. Camberry is something else. Every, every time you see the, the penalty he hit against Rangers yesterday, every time I see him, he just imp- he, he seems he's not improving because every time he's just good yeah. but every time I see him I'm just, I can't fail to be impressed by him his goal scoring record since he arrived is ridiculous yeah. um, and does it all while doesn't look as if he even no. breaks a sweat no he's a, he's a to me a really all round striker yeah. in the way that, that very few on this list actually are yeah. um, he just he, he creates a lot he scores goals very regularly and he's running he runs the channels pretty well he does he does Essentially everything, yeah. um, and in that partnership with McLaren is a big reason why Hibs even got close. Because it, if anything, it looked like this season was going to go the other way, and, and you know yeah. they'd, be, they'd have been sitting fifth, sixth, scrapping it out with Kelly and Hearts, and, and instead they took them up a level. Yeah, um, I've got Stephen Dobby in here. Uh, Dobby thoroughly, thoroughly deserves a mention. I didn't include him on the basis that I was going for. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought like I. I think he is a player who could easily be playing for one of the, the mid, mid-table yeah. teams in the Premiership if it wasn't for his kind of connection, his affinity with Queen of South, which is the reason he went back there. Um, I mean, he's been well looked after by Queen of South yeah. or by sponsors or whatever it is, but he's just, I mean, the records, his goal-scoring record since he came back, he just... It's uh, ridiculous. Um, and, and his goal-scoring record before he left, for that matter, yeah. and his goal-scoring record in England, actually, <laughs> um, when he wasn't playing... So, so, and broadly, Stephen Dobby is quite good at football. Yeah, yeah. And, But he's also a, a talented footballer, yeah. he's creative as well, and it is a shame that actually the, the two years he's been back has coincided with the rest of the team being, being fairly pish, because if he had been around with the... Um, the kind of couple of years when they had, you know, your Nicky Clarks yeah, yeah. and uh, Gavin Riley's and these guys, um, they all never quite made it at the Premiership level yeah. actually, but, but at uh, Championship level um, at the time, which was a competitive Queens team. Like, yeah, well, they they 
were very much competitive in that season that Rangers yeah, yeah, and Hibs and they, they gave Rangers a real scare in the, um, in the first, in the first round, game yeah. playoffs they went 1-0 up at, I'm sure they lost 2-0 at home and then went 1-0 up at Ibrox and then I think Derek Lyle went through 1-1 yeah. and bottled it but um, but again don't yeah. that team yeah um, he, I, I thought long and hard about it but it was a case of including uh, Molt or uh, Dobby yeah. for me so Molt got the Molt got another for me um, who else have you got there? Uh, so I've, I've got Lafferty, Canberra and Griffiths ok so we, I've got Griffiths in the next set anyway yeah. um, uh, Griffiths is in at four for me kind of just because I think the, the three above him it's, it's not really silly on Griffiths he's not had a great season it's been very stop start for him um, it seems mental to think that the, his, his double against England yeah. was uh, this time last year last year which is it feels like about ten years ago at this point um, but his double against England was really was a, a high point for him of the year and this season he hasn't really hit that same sort of height again he just seems to be continually having sort of niggly injuries and not quite being there I think he'll be fine um, it's, he will be back and he, he, he will return to being a a top level goal scorer, but at the moment he's just, he just hasn't had a great season, yeah, which yeah. is why he drops out between the three. I'm just talking about it, and then I've got him in the next set. Anyway, um, he, I still, I've got him just, at, I just want, I've got him at third. I've got him one place higher because yeah. he's, um, I still think he's a really great striker. I think um, for Celtic in domestic games, I actually think he's a better option than, than Dembele. He's just, he, he's, he's more he's likely got, to he's he's got turn up every time. Level. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, for Scotland this year he's actually even after the, the Wembley game broken yeah. through he scored the what seemed like it was maybe going to be a really crucial goal in Slovenia yeah. um, it put his 1-0 up he obviously really couldn't hold on to it but he, he did start kind of turning up with goals for Scotland in a way he hadn't before and turn up with performances um, for Celtic it's, it's been a very frustrating season for him and, he, and if it wasn't just for purely being rated on ability he would probably wouldn't even be on the list because yeah. The, the season he's had domestically has been nothing yeah. to nothing to write home about. The other one I've got in number four is is Morelos. As um, I've got him, I've got, I've got him one place higher. Yeah, three, so we so. both were just swapped round to the two of them. I really like Morelos. The way he came in at the start of the season, he um, was scoring all over the place. He was scoring a variety of goals, scoring headers, scoring from outside the box, yep. inside the box, scoring from Scott Fox's toe. Yeah, yeah. But from about. November, December on, he's done nothing. He's yeah. been he's been incredibly poor, um, and so that's why I've I thought I've, I've stuck him down at four. I think he's, you forget he's a young player, yeah. um, and to finish, you know, he scored fourteen goals in the league. It's not exactly terrible, yeah. but he's what's the second top scorer in the league. Yeah, um, I've I've got him at three, um, mainly as you say for for his early season form. It's something I, I mentioned earlier, a few months ago on the podcast. I reckoned he was going to burn out pretty mm. badly in the second half of the season just on the basis that he played so much football because he's, his season started his Dang season he. should be over yeah, yeah. because he was in the winter season in Finland um, and as it turns out that's broadly what's happened but okay. he's well done take that, <laughs> take that. but yeah he's I, the, the way in which he, his season has sort of fizzled out has been very unfair for me um, the way in which I mean, missing the chances that he missed against Celtic are big chances. Yeah, it's, there's there's no other way about it. Um, but at the same time, Rangers were pish. Yeah. Um, broadly, they they weren't good enough to to win in those games, and those chances were big chances for him. But as a young player in his first season in Scotland, after playing a full like season and a half worth of yeah. football, 
I think he's. I think he's been absolutely terrific. I think all that China stuff, which is a, a very weird little yeah. bit of his season as well, because it, it's still not entirely clear to me that there were bids. I don't feel like there were. I don't really. I don't know what the point of it yeah. all was, but um, where it came from. But he, it, it, it affected him. I don't know. It didn't help him. Um, um, certainly didn't help him. But again, he's he's the second top scorer in the league, I, and he, in his first season in the country. Like. I have a feeling he won't be there next season. But if yeah. he is, I think he, he will. He will continue. He'll kind of kick yeah. on a bit from it. Yeah. Um, so we'll go for the top three. I've uh, I've got th- three Griffiths. I said I've got Chris Boyd at number two, and I've still got Dembele at number one. I did. I did toy with. See, I, I I thought that was uh, that was going to be one that we were set to agree on. So I've got Morelos at three, I've got Dembele at two, and I've got Boyd at one. Yeah. Um, so as it, we spoke about Morelos uh, at three, um, Dembele has been good. Um, Dembele hasn't set the league alight no. like he did last year, um, which is why he drops the two for me. Um, he has been very good, and he will almost certainly give Motherwell an absolute fucking mm-hmm. doing at the weekend. Um, he is capable of turning up in a big game, and I don't know. There's there's something about the way in which he carries himself that Griffiths also is capable of turning up in a big game, but Dembele, whereas Griffiths has a, a consistent level throughout the season, Dembele, you know, he will raise his game for a big game, and he will turn up in yeah. the big game and win it for you. Yeah. Um, in a way that Griffiths, you can see him get frustrated in games and get worried about. Yeah, yeah. Dembele seems to have that sort of single track. Mind in terms of like, I will get my chance. I will win this game, and it's it's so impressive again for a player as young as he is. I mean, we look at a collection of the players on this list who are very young players, yeah. um, who are very very good strikers, and Dembele fully falls into that. Whether again, much like Morelos, if he is, if he remains here, I don't know. Um, yeah. It's yeah. a it's a big season. His, val- his value is, is dropped from last year, yeah. and it's what we talked about. It was like when when those nonsense figures were yeah, getting yeah. getting banned away. Just take it because there's no guarantee yeah. they'll yeah. go well for him in another year. What we, it was hardly ever going to go up. Yeah. They had to take himself to, to like a quarter final of the Champions League yeah. to push him beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. and he is he is a terrific player. But again, his goal return this year um, domestically has been. A bit lower than you would really anticipate for a player of his quality. They think he's he's not he's not played as much there. Yeah. He's, play, he's been kept. He was kept in the early part of the season a lot for the European games, yeah. and he and, and I think he did show up generally all right in the Champions League games, um, up to a point. Yeah, he, up, to, he, up to the point for yeah, Celtic. Realistically, really fell, up, they fell yeah. apart. And they fell apart in Europe after they beat Anderlecht. To be yeah. honest, they never they never really showed yeah. up again. Um, but I just, I just picked him ahead of Boyd. I mean, obviously you know, you know that I'm a, an enormous Chris Boyd <laughs> fanboy, and even even when the chips were down for him, I wasn't quite fully ready to write him off. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad I didn't. Um, but I just think I think Dembele is ultimately better. Um, and even even with the season he's had, remember that Boyd had a pretty poor start. To he did. It's not like yeah. he had a great full season. And, uh, I just think on the balance of it, I just decided to yeah. put him. I didn't want to be. I'd, I'd already picked Jones the last you, time, you, but you can absolutely be. This is this is the, the beauty of the top twelve list. That you're absolutely more than well, more than welcome to be a homer on it. Yeah. Boyd is the top scorer in the league, yeah. so Boyd is the best striker in the league. Is the argument that I can, that's a hill I can quite yeah, comfortably I, I, die on? I would. I mean, I think his this is this for me has been his uh, best season as a Kelly player. Yeah. The, and it's weird because he's had about three or four yeah, of them he's had well. four good seasons and the season where he kept us up yeah. was his most important season because he was literally the only player 
doing anything <laughs> for most of that season. I'm enjoying Josh McGuinness. Scored 23 goals. No, sorry, the one before that. Oh, uh, yeah, one yeah, when exactly. he, um, the, the laptop the la- Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But he... Um, that season was more important because there was no one else around yeah. about him. This season, he was central to everything. And from his own point of view, his level of performance was consistently higher yep. than that season. But in terms of the importance of the club, it probably wasn't as high because others also stepped up in a way they didn't in that yeah. other. And Boyd, for me, is responsible in, in a large part for those players raising their games as well. Well, absolutely. As a, as a, as a coach on yeah. the park... But as all the players that play off of him, so Jones, Kilty, uh, Brophy and Erwin, all of them are better players yeah, because yeah. Boyd is there. Um, Erwin has always thrived with a, a strike partner that he can believe in or they sort of coach him through it. Uh, Brophy has gone from being an Aki's 90, yeah. 90 minute substitute to being, as we say, certainly on your top 12 list yeah. in, in terms of best strikers in, in, the, in the country. And very close to being on mine as well, um, and then Jones as well. The way in which they, the two of them link up as well, because Boyd must look at Jones and just be like, "I love you." Because yeah. you 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 go and run in a way that I can't. I, I just yeah, can't said, do. said, he's taken. We talked about when we talked about Jones last yeah. week. It's, he's taken players away from yeah. Boyd. Yeah. Um, and and I do think, and he scored. He scored really big goals as well. Yeah. He scored twice. He got a double against Rangers. Um, he scored the winner at Ibrox as well. He still sadly didn't get a goal against Celtic, which is just going to be a stick that we continue to beat him with um, until he until he does again. He still, he still like never scored against Celtic for Kelly. It's almost the Celtic are quite good. Yeah, um, so it's, it's the, the more difficult to score against. Uh, and so yeah, just a just a thoroughly great all round season. I genuinely think there's a lot of aspects of his game that's really underrated. Of course, he's an excellent finisher. Yeah. As a passer of the ball, see when he gets the ball into feet, the passes that he finds, the way he brings folk into the game, he's excellent at it, and I don't think he's ever got credit for that. Yeah. It's maybe something that's improved in his game as his careers went on, um, and he and he obviously is physically battles people about. His pace yeah. is his pace is non-existent, <laughs> um, but, but it doesn't you know, it doesn't matter. It's not that's not what he's there um, for. That's what the other players are there for. To do, but this is this season, fifth season that he's finished top scorer in the league, and yeah. I think that's. Um, and as I say, I mean, you look at you look at the the rest of the list, and Boyd has outscored them all yep. comfortably. Um, oh, he won it by he won it by four goals. Yeah, like. it's, it's not it's not even like it, it was a close run thing, and these are all guys who are very good players. Um, it's not a case of everyone else has had terrible seasons. Um, they're good players, and Boyd still scored more goals than them. Yeah. Well, that'll, that'll do us for there. Again, if you agree or disagree with any of this, then... Keep it to yourself. To, yeah, well, yeah, don't tell us. We don't care. Um, <laughs> we have a few more shows left to the season. Indeed. So, as we mentioned at the start, there's going to be a Patreon that will come out. Not today, because we've given you a bumper issue today. I know Graham will have to run off for, for five-a-side soon. Um, we do have a Patreon that I think Fowler and Joel are going yep. to record. Possibly... A cup final preview or something else. There's a lower league one coming There's as well. A lower I believe. League, yes, there will be also presumably some some more trolls being bodied. Yeah. Um. And and that one. Um. Next week there will be a, a cup final and playoff roundup, and then we have our end of season show. In terms of our summer schedule, I have no idea if we have one or not. Um. And then so it may well be that you don't hear from either of us. I'm on holiday next week, so maybe you don't hear from either of us until. August, if that's the case, then I'm, it's been a pleasure. I'm going to, I would, you know, once again commit to doing a Fast and the Furious oh, yeah, uh, summer which, terrace which podcast. Never turned, which never turned up. It never turned up last year, so um, we'll do our very best to try and do that. 
Alright, and so you know where to contact us. I'm not going to go through that charade from last week again. <laughs> um, Alright, have a, have a good day. And if you're going to a game this midweek, enjoy your football. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.